Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It is another week and another episode of the Buddha Brothers Podcast. I know, I know it has been a while, but we have been going through some a little bit of turmoil here. I got really sick, knocked me out for almost 10 days, so that threw a wrench in our program. You know, can't really do podcasts when you get really sick. Totally, and you know, we've been really focusing on other pieces of content, putting that stuff out, so yes. hopefully you've been enjoying the other content, but... You know, this is a big staple in our hearts and we always want to keep it going. Back in the saddle. But this podcast, we wanted to talk about dojo dynamics and in particular, dojo politics or your club's politics. Mm -hmm. There is a certain, I guess, shit talking that happens within every company, dojo, group on the planet where things just happen at the water cooler or or behind your back. But dojo politics can interfere with the fun of training in a space. No doubt. No doubt. Especially, I think it's difficult to balance. You know, there's obviously every style has their own traditions, their own customs, their own norms. Mm -hmm. There is order by the very definition of it being a dojo, a place of training that Mm -hmm. involves order, that involves respect, it involves rank, it involves hierarchy. That inevitably, inevitably (laughs) will bring about politics. Yeah. Because that's kind of one one in the same. And the interesting thing is there's things about the traditional martial arts that I enjoy like I enjoy tying your belt a certain way bowing to get on the mats the higher belt sitting at one end the lower belt sitting on the other the bowing to your your sensei treating them with respect I enjoy all of those aspects of it but at the same time nothing is worse than when a teacher oversteps his boundary when it comes to politics and it's like I'm the I'm the guru the god the, mm. the senpai the sensei the the Sifu, I, I overwatch everything. Mm-hmm. And they try to put that on their students even outside of the dojo. Yeah. You know, they put a little bit of a control. Also, to the atmosphere and the environment within the dojo. We trained at a dojo where some outside characters came in and they ranked up and leveled up and they did really well. And not that any of them are bad teachers on their own. But put all of them in a room together, all teaching at the same time, it was just very hard. Because you have the head instructor who is trying to give information, and then everybody giving their variations of that information, and nobody actually training. There's, that can happen a lot. Yeah. Especially when you know more experienced students want to help the less experienced. Hey, hey, move here. Actually, if you move your hip there more, which is great, because that's a good learning experience you're helping everybody grow but when there's too many cooks in the kitchen and there's too many people saying contradictory things that can ruin the learning experience Mm -hmm. and there's also politics school to school some people instructors only want you to train their system their art everything else is garbage and they're not willing to try new things and if you go leave their school to go try something new it's an insult to them they take it personally i feel like that's less and less these days but definitely a thing Mm -hmm. and i think that shows up a lot in the traditional martial arts but i think in this 
day and age of exploration and MMA and all of these you know, cross-pollination and the value of learning different styles and systems. I, th I feel like it's way more common now mm. that the politics have evolved to be more open to students that clearly want to learn. You know, if you're only doing stand-up and you have no grappling training, an instructor shouldn't be butthurt that your boxer is going to go train jujitsu. For sure. And politics across all forms is you have a definitive stance against something. You have a way of being, it's almost like you're putting yourself in a box, don't you think? Like when you choose a side, you've created a box. Even with like Democrat, Republican, like in Canada, it's uh, ND, it's more parties. But as soon as you pick one of those, yeah. those banners to wave your flag to, you're in that box, and you have to subscribe to everything in the box. Right. Uh, there's this just strict rules yes. that you have to watch out with politics, and watch out when you conform to a po politician or a politic or a dojo or a sensei, because you are essentially wearing those values and wearing them as a banner and mm -hmm. people judge you unfortunately by that mm -hmm. in fact politics is cousin is judgment like yeah all you do is cast judgment yeah. on the other side mm -hmm. where i see a lot of politics is actually between schools within the same system hmm. you know uh different feuding schools under the same banner yeah. you know like did you hear so and so defected to the other school oh, yeah, you know like yeah, in the yeah, same yeah. in the same it should be like hey cool yeah it's actually easier for me to just train in the northwest because i live in the northwest yeah just that but so uh but no <laughs> totally. you know and, the, and then there's there's a lot of politics we see it too when we post things especially when it's the more structured like that kata is so wrong that is not this it is this and you know what I love that people are passionate about these things. You know, mm -hmm. I love that that the tradition is being preserved because mm -hmm. that is a very beautiful thing of martial arts. And nobody likes to mind their business. Everybody likes to criticize, condemn, and complain. We learned that from Sifu Singh, the three yeah. C's, the curses. And that's all you hear when you talk to a lot of people. Oh, did you hear about this person? Oh my God, let me tell you this. Da, 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 da. And they're just telling this mm -hmm. story, just spitting poison on these people just because yeah. that's what people love to talk mess. And it's also like very rarely do you leave those conversations being like, yeah, pumped up. You no. know, like you just let somebody dump on you complaining about and it's easy to get caught up in too especially in today's outrage of the day twitter yeah precisely <laughs> every day there's some new thing and it's easy to start throwing on your own complaints and you're like you're right da -da 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 -da. and because sometimes guess what it does feel good to vent right. it feels good to let loose it feels good to bitch sometimes yeah. sometimes you need a good bitch session 100%. you got to lay it out on the table take the pressure valve give it a little squirt let it out yeah and <laughs> just get it off the chest that's why it's nice to have close friends you could just air that out with, yeah that you could trust that they're not going to go tell everybody <laughs> yeah. oh my god did you hear what eric said yeah. about this person for sure for sure yeah but what is it uh, instead of criticize condemn and complain you should um, bless honest only say things that are honest true and kind nice and, and, and that's and, good yeah. good advice yeah honest true and kind that is because you could say something that's 
honest and true to somebody. Yeah. But is it kind? Do you need to say mm-hmm. it you know, at that point, at that moment in time? Right. Yeah, or that way, or mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I mean, you probably say less things. <laughs> Judging by how much that goes on, there's a lot of people you'll have a hard time conversing with if you are not condemning, criticizing, or complaining. You can run out of things to talk about with some folks. There'd literally be no news channels. No, of course not. If they couldn't condemn, criticize, and complain. Like, no news channels. Like, listen to all the amazing things that happened in the world today. Here's all the good news. (laughs) Said never. Said no station. Maybe after the weather, you'll get like a feel-good story about a lost puppy. But that's about it. Even to content, right? You could post out the most amazing thing and you get like a few thumbs up. And then you post something controversial. Goes ballistic. And you're like, damn it. Like... It's rewarding the wrong behavior. It's crazy. It is so crazy that we have seen it in action. We know that if we get a, this is amazing, this is complete shit. Like, oh no, this is, it's going to (laughs) go. It's going to rip. Totally. (laughs) And it does. And the other political thing that you have to be careful with is when a teacher hypes themselves up too much. Like they pretend that they're the best martial Mm -hmm. artists on the planet and nobody can beat them. And then they got to live that lie for their whole life and they never spar. They can never yeah. do anything because they're scared to, to lose. Yeah. It's hard to respect. Yeah. And respect is earned in my opinion. It's hard. Like when, when it's demanded, like, of course, we should all respect our elders. We should all show respect to each other. Even the ones that technically probably aren't worthy of respect. Being a respectful person is a good default position. Why do you think politics is such a divisive thing in general? Why do people get so connected to the side that they choose Mm -hmm. that they feel they need to fight the other side? I think it's just human nature. I think it's tribalism. I think people want to be ha- to have a group. We're, yeah. We are group animals. We are socialites. The, our species is a social species. We. I was actually watching a documentary on chimpanzees and how uh, how hierarch hierarchical the hierarchy of their civilization is so real and status and where you are in terms of rank alpha. And then hmm. alliances. Dude, watching these chimpanzees, it was a chimp empire on uh, Netflix or something like that. And watching this community of chimpanzees sh- shuffle for power and jockey and exclude so-and-so from the sharing meat, which is like a big cuss. Like, ooh, bro ain't getting no meat tonight. <laughs> He's on the Dude, out and out. This is literally, if you were to reverse that and just say, watching a night a nightclub in las vegas it's the exact yeah, same it, thing it's a battle for hierarchy you yeah, have and status you have district nine where the dance floor is and everybody's doing their thing and then uh, like a stair up which you paid an extra two thousand dollars for a bottle mm-hmm. service and all these yep. all these people are fighting for the girls to be in their booth and then <laughs> and you, the have the, you have the in. kingpins at the top we're having champagne showers like it's yep. just like this hierarchy it's primal. It's, and, and that's how come those clubs make so much money. And honestly, it is, we, ev- this is our evolution. Like it's, it's part of us, you know, look to nature, mm-hmm. look at, look at where, you know, if we evolve from chimpanzees and have 
two, three hundred thousand years of evolution, we survived. The only reason we survived was because we worked together, because we lived in a tribe, mm -hmm. because there was the specialization of skills. There was the hunters and the caregivers and the medicine man and the and the and the and the. Yeah. Everybody played their role. And we survived because of that. And if you were kicked out of the group, that was death. You were dead. You would die. That is ingrained in us. So we're deathly afraid of being kicked out of a group. Mm -hmm. That's why it can be so destructive when, oh, you, you got to fit in. Well, yeah, I'll, I subscribe to this box. So give me everything else. Because if I disagree with one of them, I'm kicked out of the group. And yeah. that's terrifying. And think about it with gangs. Like, that's exactly how people get involved in a gang they want to be a part of something they want to yes. feel love they want to be a part of a community they want to be part of a family and like they don't want to get kicked out of the gang because that's the only sense of belonging they have mm -hmm. and it's They'll just fight for it it's just like politics it's like oh everybody thinks like me feels like me we rally the same we don't like the same things we have so much in common and then before you know it you're just gone too far yeah yeah like telling, like training Taekwondo and saying everybody in uh, Hapkido sucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But I think it's important that in your, in your school and in your training environment, you're not adding to negative politics. You're not you're stirring shit up. And, you know, nobody likes a toxic environment. No. Like it's just not something that is enjoyable to come to and you as part of your school should make an active effort to make the environment one that is conducive to learning, fun to be around, inclusive, helping everybody get, meeting people where they are. This person has never thrown a punch before. Mm -hmm. Of course, they're not going to know how to do this combo. Yes. And I think it is your responsibility as a good human. If you know, and it's pretty obvious politics causes drama that's like an equation as old as time yeah. don't talk about religion race or politics at family dinner yeah or at, at on the holidays yes. right that's what that, they always say that's like taking a grenade and lobbing <laughs> it into here we go people. it's just you're going to get fights yeah totally no matter what so when you communicate with people just keep your political views out of everything like there's no way that you are going to change a person's mind by coming up with some sick stats and points. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's because the, every, the thing that I've learned a long time ago is that everyone thinks they are right. Yes. Nobody thinks they're wrong. Everything they believe is what they believe. Yeah. It's up to you to figure out why they believe that and if their logic and thesis makes sense to you. And if you're open enough, you might learn something from the different point of view. And that's where you can have a very healthy political conversation. Mm -hmm. If both parties are opening and curious and empathetic to understand that we both think we're right. Yeah. And we both will, are not going to change our mind. Mm -hmm. Knowing that, knowing that we neither of us have the ability to change each other's minds, can we learn from each other? Yeah. And nobody likes to be told what to do. It's just, it's like... When you're a kid, you hate being told what to do. That graduates when you're an adult. Like, no, you should do this. I'll show you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so true. Yeah. And that just is proof that you shouldn't just go and try to, like, change people's mind about things. I think the best way to change a person's mind or to try to convince them to 
maybe see things your way is through action. Yep. Doing things in your way or your manner or your lifestyle and showing that it has positive results and benefits mm-hmm. to living that way. And then a human yeah. sees that and they're like, why is this guy having such a good outcome? Maybe I should adopt his ways of doing things. Sure. Or and, learn from it. Yeah. Like, how did you, how are you having so much success? Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. And that is a sensei, somebody that a, a mentor, a business, an entrepreneur, a teacher. Those are the, those that have gone before they've mm-hmm. got the wisdom. They went to war. They've, they've been in the trenches. They got the lessons. They got the learnings and most people feel a duty to pass the, those lessons on. Mm-hmm. I was so shocked when I first got into entrepreneurship, like in university, how open, successful entrepreneurs were to mentorship, to giving their advice. I was so thinking that every, it's, it's oh, well, I don't, I, I can't, they can't be successful. It's mine. It's this, mm-hmm. man, entrepreneurship, uh, th- successful people want other people to succeed. Yes. And the other thing, the longer you're in something, like we're starting to really focus on having an abundant mindset over a scarcity mindset, being, having resources for everybody, sharing with everybody, collaborating, working together versus like, no, this is mine. I'm holding it close. Like, forget this. You get a lot farther with abundance and it's kind of counterintuitive to what you natural, your natural state. Mm -hmm. But keeping everything close it doesn't help you expand and learn and grow. And the opposite side of it is to the amount of work that takes to mastering anything. You could tell somebody all of the, the things in the world. You might increase the time that they get to do that, but they still got to put in loads of work and decades of time to become a, a master at anything. Truth. Like there are very few businesses in the world that reached their full potential in under 10 years. I was shocked when I heard some of these stats. I'm like, I, I can't believe it. How, yeah. It takes that long. Yeah. You know, like, cause you look at all these successful businesses all around you, you're like, and you, you forget that, yeah, the owner of that business probably has seven failed ventures before that and has been working on this for a decade. Totally. And every venture that blew up was a, rock solid lesson that they leveraged put in a foundation stood on it and built the next step and think about those businesses that have been around for generations and generations these companies are cemented in culture and they're what in the business world you've created a moat around yourself because they've just been doing things right for so many years that they've seen everything they've done anything they could go tell a person exactly like I could give you a billion dollars tomorrow and say start the next Nike there's no way no. you could do that you, nope. you can't just go slap a logo on shoes and create a Nike nope. so that's why it's easier for those people who have reached such high successes mm-hmm. to share because they also know that you're not in this like they know how hard it is they know how hard it is they yeah. know how yeah. hard it is yep yeah and it's so funny when you start to mentor younger entrepreneurs, martial artists, younger people, younger individuals. 
you see a lot of yourself in them, you know, like, oh, I, I thought this way too when I was a kid. Right. Or, you know, I, I had the same <clears throat> thought process. And here's what I learned after taking that out for a rip for a while. Totally. And when it came to politics, one of the biggest lessons I could go back and tell my younger self is don't talk badly about people because it always comes back that, to bite you. Because yeah. like I remember when I was trying to fit in in a group of like, oh yeah, that person, blah, 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 blah. You talk trash and then you'd that person would find out. They'd be like, did you say that about me? Yeah. yeah. And that would be the worst. Totally. Yeah. So you just don't do it. No. And some core principles. If you're, if you focus on wherever you go, the environment is improved. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Whatever you can do to do that, you've got a good script. Yeah. And I think one thing that is core to our company and also to how we try to live our lives is when it comes to martial arts and life and everything, we try to be style agnostic. Yes. We try to avoid boxes being put in these containers where you have to do this and this and this and conform to this and this and this. And politics is very like that. It is very much like that. And that's why you won't hear us spouting about a political side or or going down a political rabbit hole because one, we don't know enough about it. We don't know yeah. enough about we we're two guys that like entrepreneurship and martial yeah. arts. Yeah. And and some of our beliefs land in both boxes. And we don't want our audience to be about separating. We want to have everybody join and march to a common good and a common goal. Yeah, come together. And that's what's so beautiful about the martial arts community is that it, it is a strong community. When the Budo spirit runs within you, good things happen, mm -hmm. you know? And that is what's so awesome about the martial arts community is that that, that thread, that warrior spirit that goes through everyone, I know some, how many people do you train with that you're like, I have no idea what your political beliefs are, right? Most like, yeah, yeah. I, I could have no idea if you're, you could be hardcore left or hardcore right. I would have no idea. Yeah. And it's like, you've never even broached the subject. All you do is train together or yeah. you only see them at the dojo and it doesn't come up. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Beautiful. Yeah. And it, there's nothing more terrible than a perfectly good friendship. They're like, oh, really? You're a Republican? Oh, really? You're a Democrat? And then like, oh, I can't be friends with you. Whoa, bro. You were, you were, you got along just fine until politics got involved. Totally. And it's scary route where these brands are starting to wrap themselves in politics. Like it's a bad move. Well, I mean, I can't say good or bad. I just know bad that. Move. I just know that we're not like, nope. that's not a, that's not a dice roll we're willing to take. It's, it's not. It's just a bad move. It's. Because what do you know about the whole world? And first off, what does it have to do with your business? And your brand and your it, product. Straight up. So if there is a policy that directly affects your business, damn right, get loud. Yes. But why are flip-flop companies chiming in on the war in Ukraine or whatever it is? Yes. Like, like we are going to make this political statement. Like, yes. Can't you just focus on making flip-flops? Right. Make them the best flip-flops If all possible. you did was put all your resources into your craft, your product, your service to be the best entrepreneur, the best business, and that was laser-focused, 
Shocker, you'd have a great business and growing company and satisfied customers. Dedicating energy to this stuff takes a lot of energy. And that's what I can't understand is because in my experience, running a business is freaking hard. Yes. I don't understand how these businesses have so much time to focus on yeah. stuff outside of their business. I just don't get it. It's crazy. Hey, uh, we need to figure out what side of the issue we are on here. I'm like, um, okay, let me just have a look at this. Okay, what does this have to do with our business? <laughs> is what I can, I always I think. Yeah. Like, what does this have to do with our business? I have no idea. Like, I, this is a, a lightning rod topic, okay? okay? We should not be forming an opinion on the laundry list, abortion, uh, duh, uh, duh, and all the the, just the rolling that, down that the, the list. Rip people apart and like. Sorry, this has nothing to do with a martial arts lifestyle company. Yes. Sorry. No, we are into martial arts. Yeah, punching people in the <laughs> face doesn't have a political side. No, it's and that's the nice. And th- both sides have punchable faces. Yes, and that's the nice thing. <laughs> when you're based in your craft is because at the root of it combat it doesn't matter what you are if even if you're an alien a fight is a fight is a fight it's a meritocracy yeah like you cannot change physics the best fighter will win yes doesn't matter what you think or believe or do anything totally who's the best will win it's one of the last things left where it doesn't matter your ethnicity, your laundry list of attributes. Yep. Are you the best? Yes. Does that have anything to do with all and, of this other shit? And that's the nice thing about sports too, right? Sports is yep. when, at, when you're on the field playing soccer, football, basketball, the best is the best is the best. Yeah. And it's irrefutable. The best will sell the jerseys and fill the stadiums and they're going to get the media time and yes. the, the, the stuff. It's just, it's, it's how it works. The way it gets murky though is when you cheat to get to the best. Of course. And loopholes and regulations and, and cronyism and steroids and sure. this and oh yeah like there's like, there's lots of that's the gray area cheaters right? yeah yes. well guess what you cheated you're a cheater yeah well but I you, just well, wanted to be the best uh, still you cheater void void null Vol- void you know what's always interesting to me is like I think that they should just have a giant science project where they're like take whatever you want go compete (laughs) (laughs) sky's the limit (laughs) just a bunch of roid raging (laughs) what would you call that dealer's choice (laughs) dealer's choice I don't know what you would would call that league people would pay to watch it it'd literally be turned into robots that's all it would be cyborgs fighting exactly that's what it it would literally turn into robots but we've gotten way off topic so Buddha Brothers Challenge whoo Try to diffuse dojo politics the next time it shows up, right? Mm. Try not to add to it. And we see it all the time in our schools. And, and can we diffuse it? Like, you know, put a, throw water on that and not let something trivial, something simple, especially something that has nothing to do with training, something that has nothing to do with martial arts, something that is just, okay, can we just disagree? Agree to disagree. Yeah. Great. Let's punch each other now and that's a hard route to take because you have to either remove yourself from the conversation or stop it dead in his tracks but guys i I don't want to talk about this yeah let's let's move on to something else yeah i love that all right well it's good to be back in the saddle and thank you for tuning in we're sorry for missing a couple episodes we're back at it though we'll see you next week adios